Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the Barney Five to the Sheriff Taylor, Jake, <laughs> gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Monday, January 17th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C against the spread pick for each of today's games, is available on the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Please subscribe if you aren't already, and for those of you on YouTube, leave a comment about the play you like the most the one you think we might be wrong on uh jake friday uh we continued our hot streak on the game breakdowns uh all over yeah between thursday and friday we did eight game breakdowns in those two episodes and we went 10 and 0 in those picks which i feel like is just an impossible run to continue we're trying to keep it going today but that was just insane eight picks went 31 and 21 yeah eight picks went 31 and 21 last week so good week for them uh watching the games this weekend jake what did we learn well, I learned first that Duke, even though they are the by far most talented team, 90% of the time they get on the court with somebody, they are struggling to put teams away. Wake Forest and NC State, they both pushed, they pushed the lead out to 20 and let them come back and made the cover questionable. They covered both times, but it, it put a game that shouldn't have been in question. Uh, Baylor's offense isn't as good as what we thought and what was believed to begin with. They've, they've really struggled, especially against the top uh, 60 or so defensive efficiency teams, they, they're not doing so hot. And so there's something wrong there that, that Scott Drew will have to fix. And then Alabama's offensive style is a detriment to how, like, for them, play winning games, really, not just covering. They're not shooting very well from anywhere. And when you put up that many shots that quick, it allows teams that aren't as good like Missouri, to stay, hang around and even take off if they're just making slightly better than you. Yeah, the Bama thing reminds me sometimes in culture ball, you have the same thing, right? It's like when you have the hurry-up offense, when it's working, it can work really well. But if you get a couple of three and outs at that fast tempo, your defense is going to be gassed, and it just it kind of backfires. And I kind of feel like the same thing with Alabama here. Yeah. That's like, like, yeah, yeah, if things are going good, it's great. But if they're not, it really can backfire on them. Yeah. And you talk about Baylor's offense. Yeah, their guards are just not quite as good as, as uh, we thought. They've got time to figure it out. Um, yeah. they're, no, still yeah. a, they're still a good team. But, yeah, you, you definitely see what happened with Baylor last week. And it's clear they're not, you know, number one team uh, in the country uh, like they, they had descended to early on in the season. Uh, today we've got – Five games to break down, a couple of smaller ones, a bunch of day games today being Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So hopefully you're listening to this early in the day. We're going to kick it off against my better judgment here. We're going to talk about the 11 a.m. game. Again, I, I hope that you're listening to this before the game's already happened. Uh, it's the biggest game of the day, Purdue, Illinois. Uh, Illinois is a two-point favorite. The model thinks it should be a little over three. So I'm taking Illinois uh, minus two as a B pick. I think the key for this one is, is it going to feel like a weird game for these guys being a Monday day game? Or are these guys going to be able to treat it just like a Saturday, Sunday game and get out there? If one team shows up a little sleepy, that could be the difference maker. Otherwise, this should be a great game. If, if they both can realize it's, a, it's just treat it like a Saturday, Sunday and get out going despite yeah. the early tip time, this should be a phenomenal game. Uh, Jake, what's your pick on this one? 
Uh, I'm I'm on Purdue, believe it or not, with the points. I I mean, like you said, it's the game of the day. It's it's a sad kind of thing that it's a 11, 11 Central noon Eastern game, but uh, it's really going to be great to watch. But I I think Purdue is going to do it. Illinois has been flirting with disaster here recently, like with letting teams hang around that shouldn't, and uh, and Purdue has not been playing great, but playing better and. The biggest matchup thing I think that kind of leads Purdue's way is they got two guys, two really good big guys, to bang against Kofi all game, where that so they can eat fouls, they can beat him up, they can just make him move, and the fact that Williams can kind of step out and first can step out, that's kind of taking Kofi out from under the bucket, letting Purdue's guards move around and maybe get some layups that other teams haven't been able to. So I think that is really. Um, the biggest like difference in why I'm taking Purdue, and the last time Illinois played a team with multiple big, good big guys was Arizona, and they let they jumped out on Arizona and let them come back and lost, ended up losing the game, and that was at Illinois also. So it's it's a tough one, but I'm I'm leaning Purdue. All right, all right, yeah, it should be a fantastic game. Uh, to watch there here early in the day on a Monday, kicking our week off uh, with some good college basketball for sure. Uh, 1.30 p.m., Notre Dame is at Howard. The model makes this Notre Dame minus 9.3. So I'm taking Howard plus 11 as a B pick. Uh, my question for you, Jake, is it legal to get McCurmaker back for this game? It's a big-time game. Can you bring back your star who played all of two games last year? He's got. He's definitely got some eligibility, right? He can come back and play today. Is that is that how that works? I'm, I'm sure they're going to figure that out. Like there you go. They surely they can bring him back. And they'll, they'll have, notice. They'll have Fakur Fakar in the game yeah. somehow, yeah. and uh, no one will notice, right? Yeah, nobody, nobody. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm the opposite of you again, man. I'm I'm on Notre Dame. This Notre Dame team, I believe, is undervalued and under. They beat Kentucky. It was it was at home, but they beat a very good Kentucky team. They're a really good shooting team. They play slow and take care of the ball, which is the opposite of what Howard does. Howard runs it and turns the ball over at an extremely high rate. 16, 16 turnovers a game, which ranks 349th out of 358. And they're ranked 342 at a per possession turnover rate. And that is the difference in the game, I think, is they just don't hold on to the ball. And I think the reason they play a fast rate is because they're constantly turning the ball over for open layups and things that it seems to speed the game up. Um, but interesting note here, uh, Ken, uh, Kenny Blakeney, Blakeney was played at Duke and was on the last stint of Mike Bray assistant coaching at Duke. So you've got kind of like the student and the teacher kind of match up here. Mm -hmm. uh, but so this should be just a little interesting note, but I, I really think Notre Dame handles this one. Yeah, I, I, I think it's too many points personally at 11, but I do agree with you that Notre Dame has been looking a lot better lately. Uh, they started off the season pretty abysmal and looked like just they were going to be an auto fade team for a long time, but they turned around quickly and been playing better. Um, the question here is just, like I said, is it too many points? So it should be uh, a tight one there, at least against the spread purposes uh, towards the end of that game, I, I would imagine. Uh, 3 p.m. We've got Norfolk State at Maryland Eastern Shore. I've got an A pick for you here. Norfolk State minus two and a half 
Uh, the model thinks it should be a little over four and a half. This is the first game for Maryland Eastern Shore in four weeks. Uh, we talk about COVID layoffs, and most teams are looking at two weeks, three weeks. A four-week layoff is quite a long time to, to not have played. I, I just Maryland Eastern Shore was a team that I was backing right before they had that layoff. They're, they are very bad, absolutely, but they were not quite as bad as people thought. And they were making us some money there early on in the season. But just with this long layoff, I think Norfolk's a pretty good team. I think they go on the road and take care of business. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I was riding that Maryland Eastern Shore team, too. They were actually the top cover team in the nation. They covered mm-hmm. at an 87.5% clip, which is yeah. ridiculous. But they haven't played in a month and haven't won since December 11th. So that's – I don't think – I think the rust gets to them, and they're not – they weren't a very deep team to begin with, running seven and half of another guy. Um, out there. So the, I think the rust and all that gets to Norfolk just handles business because Norfolk is not a very good team, but they're not terrible. Yeah. Uh, of their four losses, only one was a team that you would say is like similarly talented. The rest of them were, you know, go collect your paycheck and take your beating, get the games. Um, but like I said, the difference is just a month layoff that Maryland East Shore has. They just won't have it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we talk about with the COVID layoffs, you know, if you're thinking about first half bet, that sort of thing, I think just take the full game on this one. Um, we've seen with some of these COVID layoffs, sometimes teams just start off really cold. And so I would not be surprised if Norfolk jumped up to a 10-point halftime lead. Sometimes it's the, uh, the, the the layoff hurts their legs for the second half too. Uh, they just don't have, it's not just it's not just about the endurance. It's just if you just don't have quite enough in your legs, your jumpers are falling a little short there in the second half. So I, don't, I think don't overthink that. I think just lay the two and a half points and assume Norfolk can get us a win. And, and hopefully it's not a buzzer beater type situation. Yeah, we get to the window there. Also, a 3 p.m. Central game, Utah at Arizona State. The model makes us about a pick them, so it's a B pick for me on Utah plus two. Jake, my question for you, Arizona State's five and nine. Does Bobby Hurley make it through the season? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's kind of questionable because they were kind of disappointing a little bit last year towards the end of the year. I mean, they had some momentum going, and then his, I think his top couple players just transferred out, didn't just leave for the draft, just left him. So I don't know what kind of grace he's built up there with some good will, but it could be questionable that he makes it. But I'm, I'm with you on this Utah team. It's a it's a very close game, and Utah's team shoots nearly 80% from free throws. So that's, that's enough to keep them close. And uh, – Arizona State has some foul issues. They're they've on the road. They average about 19 fouls a game, which, I mean, that's putting them putting you in the at least one and one in either half. Uh, and they also have a negative assist to turnover ratio, and that that doesn't go well. And that's really strange from a Hurley. You would think he, that's mm-hmm. the one thing they would do well is right. handle the ball, but. Uh, yeah, and they actually average a loss with the, with the amount of points they let in versus the amount of points they score. It, and they're just a really bad offensive team all around. Terrible shooting. Don't have, don't get, care the ball. Don't find open teammates. It's rough. So I think Utah gets this one. I think they actually win outright. Yeah, I think so too. 
I think so too. And then we've got one last game for you here. Going back to our old friends, the SWAC here, 7.30 p.m., Florida A&M at Mississippi Valley State. I've got an A pick for you, Florida A&M minus seven. The model thinks it should be a shade north of 10. Jake, the key for me on this one is trying to figure out what's happening in this game. I, I love these SWAC games. I wish we had better play-by-play. We could get them on TV, something. Uh, with, with, with all the billion channels and streaming things, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that we can't stream it, but a lot of times in these games, it's like you just get the every four-minute updates and so I'm just, you know, refreshing my phone. Like, how's this team doing? I think Florida A&M is the much better team uh, in this case. Uh, we talk about Mississippi Valley State, of course, again, the worst team in, in college basketball. They've got their win. Um, it is a home game, but this is not a team that I think they're going to have a lot of success with. Uh, Jake, what's your stance? I am. I'm with you. Uh, Florida A&M is a better team, if better is the word you want to use. Uh, they're not, not as bad. Uh, okay. They, but they do have somebody that's fun to watch. MJ Randolph, he's averaging 26 and, and three. I mean, he's a very fun guy to watch in a not so great basketball league. Um, they've won their last two, but as a team, Florida AM is a bad shooting team. But the turnover issues and the almost 90 points a game Mississippi State's allowing him kind of makes him <laughs> makes up for that. There's going to be a lot of a lot of bad offense in this game and it's I don't recommend watching it but you like we said before you don't have to watch it to make the money exactly exactly it's always the thing you have to remember is that we, we probably won't be able to watch this one but it's it's not a big deal we should be able to make money either way so, you know they all they all pay the same I've got four buzzer beaters for you I've got a, uh, another afternoon game Tennessee State plus one and a half versus Tennessee Tech that's a wrong team favorite game uh, for me, that's an A pick. I've got three more A picks in the evening. Portland plus 11 at Loyola Marymount. I'm eight and five backing Portland. I think 11 is too many points. I think Loyola Marymount is a good team. They're at home, but this is one where, you know, some fouls late, they probably win by eight or nine, something like that. So Portland plus 11 gets us to the window. And then two more uh, games where I think the favorite is not favored by enough. 6 p.m. Charleston minus eight and a half versus UNC Wilmington. And then a 7 p.m. Central tip, UMKC minus eight against Denver. Uh, Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? I, I like IU. I think Trace Jackson Davis dominates the game. They cover the number, maybe even blow them out with the way they're playing. If if they don't turn the ball over it like they did against Iowa. And I like Belmont responding back from that Murray State beatdown. That was whew. But I, I think they come back and come out with a vengeance here. I still can't believe you're picking against my alma mater in Tennessee Tech. That's, you know, that hurts. That hurts. Hey, you know, we're, we're you 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 dogged on Baylor at the start of the show, and then I, I got to do this to close this out. So this is just a, a just a brutal show for us here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder: Check out that Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button. We'll get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, remember you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.